begin today the Gemara towards the bottom of Daf Lamed Hey Amid Beis, five lines or six lines from the bottom. Toner Abonam, we learned in Abraisa. Arayas, when there are those women that are forbidden for you, there are Arayas. And Shniyas Larayas, or secondary Arayas, which the Gemara will explain what it means. Usually, Shniyas Larayas is an expression for those Arayas that are only Asr Mid Rabbanon. Einlehem Knas, Einlehem that is, Loi Knas Voloi Pitui. If you have a relation with this girl, whether by force, whether by persuading her, either way, there's usually a payment of Knas, 50 coins, but over here, you don't pay Knas for either of them. Hamima Enes, a girl that was married and she refused her marriage. When does that apply? So we learned this in Yevamas. In a case where there's a katana that her mother married her off, her brother married her off. Minatayr, it's not a marriage. So she has the option to refuse the marriage. Ain la knas. There's no knas for this either. Because once she was married, so then she's not a basula anymore. The whole concept of knas applies only to a girl, which is a basula. Or if, if someone persuaded her as well, there's no knas for that either. The Rishayim actually add, the Chiddush about the case of Mama Enes is, even if she was married, and Adam come and tell us that she's still a basula, she never had a relation with this man, and she refused the marriage early enough, doesn't matter, there's still no knas. Islandess, a girl that's an islandess, meaning she doesn't show any signs of adulthood, and she basically, as the Gemara will soon explain, she's a katana, and from there she becomes a boy geres. She never has a stage in her life where she's called a naira. So this island is ein lo le knas v'le pitri. She doesn't get paid knas either. V'hayetzis mishum shemra. A woman that was married and she left her marriage with a bad name, which means, the, which means that the husband, this is the Chumash Parshus Kisaitse, where it talks about a woman where the husband said that I married this woman and she's not a basula, she had a relation with someone else. And this was verified, and she had to leave the marriage. In such a case as well, if someone goes and is mizana with her, has a relation with her, you don't have to pay knas and not pitui when he persuaded her. Okay, this is the b'raise. The Gemara is going to explain this b'raise piece by piece now. So first the question is, my arayis, what did it mean in the b'raise when it said that a girl that is also to you because it's an isra of erva, what does that mean? What does it mean that that in such a case there's no knas either? Right, so the Gemara is asking both of these questions because we had the first Mishnah in this Pedic which said that even if you have a relationship with a girl, which is a say a sister and so on, all kinds of arayas, and there the Mishnah says there still is knas. So the Gemara wants to know, does this Braisa disagree with our Mishnah? And the second question is, what's the Shniyas La'arayis? What does this mean, secondary Arayis? So the Gemara says, Ilem, if you'll say that it means as follows. Arayis means Arayis Mamish. Literally, all those Arayis that the Torah says that you may not have a relation with, including things that Yechayev caught us for, which was mentioned in the beginning of this Perik in the Mishnah. And here, the Tana of this Braise, Arayis means those women that are forbidden for you to have a relation with them. So if we're going to say that that's what this Braise is referring to, so that means that this Braise is arguing with our Mishnah. And then, what does Shniyas mean? Shniyas means Arayas, Those are the Arayas that are only awesome the Rabbanon. We Chachamim made certain precautions and they asked them. But we can't say this. Why? If those Shniyas Arayas are only things that are forbidden in the Rabbanon, this is a woman that you're allowed to ha- live with and be and marry her. Why shouldn't there be any knas in such a case? This is a regular girl that's permitted to you. So therefore we have to touch the words Arayas and Shniyas Arayas differently. Arayas 
is referring to Chayav and Mises Bezdin. Arayis means any women that you may not have a relation with them, and if you do, there's a Misa, there's a Chayav of Misa. In such a case, if you had a relation with her, you don't pay any knas. Because there's a chi of Misa, so we say, you get the punishment of Misa and there's no knas. What does Shniyas refer to? Shniyas means chayav krisis. There's no chi of Misa when you have a relation with those women, but there's a chi of kadas. Aval, but what we understand from this b'raise is chayave laven. Those women that if you have a relation with them, there's only an isra of a lav, but there's no kadas, yashlan knas. Then there would be a payment of knas. So what this Bryce is saying is, in a case where there's a chiyuv of misa or kares, there's no payment of knas. But if it's only a lav, there is a payment of knas. Mani. So who's the opinion of this Bryce? It's not the tana of the beginning of the Pedic, because the tana of the beginning of the Pedic held that by a chiyuv kares there still is knas. So the opinion of this Bryce is one of the opinions that was quoted in the beginning of the Pedic. Shemenatemanihi. This is Shimana Temani over there. Shimana Temani said, the Pasuk says, It has to be a woman that if you marry her, the Kedushan will take effect. A, a woman that is a Chiv Misa or a Chiv Kadis, the, the Kedushan does not take effect. So this is Shimana Temani. Ekedamri, another version to explain this, Brai says as follows. When it says that in a case of Arayis, there's no Knas, Chayavi Misa's Bezdin, Vichayavi Krisis. That includes both. A case where there's a woman that if you have a relation with her, there's a chiv misa or a chiv kadas. Shniyes, when it says shniyes, what does this mean? Chayav laven. It means even a woman that is only a isad of a lav, there's also no knas. Mani, so if we interpret the b'raisa this way, whose opinion is this? So it was also quoted there earlier in the Pedic, Rab Shimin ben Menasyehi. This is Rab Shimin ben Menasye. Rab Shimin ben Menasye translated the Pasuk, V'loi siya le'isha, there's only class for a woman. Siya means that you could live with her. You're allowed to continue living with her. So even if there's just a chi of lav, you may not continue living with her. So therefore, there's no class either. The next part of the Braise said, Hamima enes, a girl that was married, her, her, not her father, but her mother or her brothers married her off. And then she refused the marriage, ain't la knas. So in this case, there's no knas for her. And this is usually mima'enes, is a case of a katana. That she can't marry herself off, so her brother or her mother marries her off. So in such a case, there's no knas, because uh, she's already had a relation with someone else. She's not a basula. So now the Gemara says, what can we understand from this b'raisa? Ha katana ba'alme, but any other katana, any other girl before bas mitzvah, isla. She does get knas. Only in this case, because she was married and she refused the marriage, she's not a psula, so there's no knas. Any katana, there is knas. So Mani, who is the tana of this b'raise? That's telling us that for any katana there's knas. Rabbanani. This is following the opinion of the Rabbanan that was quoted all the way in the beginning of this Pedic. The Omri, the Rabbanan say, katana yesh knas. If you violate, if you mizana with a katana, you pay knas. That's the, what we see here from the beginning of this b'raise. Aim is safe. Uh, now let's read what it says further on in the Brisa. Islandess ain't law, loiknas for loy pity. An islandess, a girl that does not show signs of adulthood, there's no knas and no pity for her. Now, what, what's this based on? Why would an islandess not get a knas? So it says, it says the Gemara, also This would be based on Rabmeyer's opinion. The Omar, Rabmeyer said, Kitana ain't knas. That for Kitana there's no knas. And that explains why for an islandist there's no knas, because because this girl, she is a katana, she never saw, shows her, the signs physically that there are by a girl to show that she's an adult, that did not come out by her. And therefore from a katana she goes immediately into the stage of being a begettus, 
the maturity that's past the stage of Anaira. Usually a girl, there's that, year, that, that half a year, 12 years old, from 12 to 12 and a half, where she's Anaira. But over here, because she shows, shows no signs in her body that she's Anaira, she goes immediately from a Katana to being a Begeres. And therefore, no Knas applies to her, according to Rav Meir. Because Rav Meir says, Knas is only for Anaira. So what does this mean? Reishe Rabbanon. The beginning of the Braise, where we can see that there is Knas for a Katana, is the Rabbanon. Vesefer, Rav Meir. And the end of the Braise that says that for an islandist, there's no Knas, there's Rav Meir. That says that there's no Knas if she's not Anaira. So that's a problem. Is the Braise here two different opinions? Now, if you may argue and say as follows. Kula Rav Meiri. Really, the entire Braise is all Rav Meir. However, the point is, when it comes to Mima Enes, this girl that refused her marriage, Rav Meir would hold like Rav Yehuda, which the Gemara will not quote here. The Braise, Rav Yehuda says, a Mima Enes that refuses her marriage, she can refuse this marriage not only as a Katana, she can refuse this marriage even as a Naira. And therefore, the whole diak we said before is not necessarily true. What did we say before? Mima Enes refers to a Katana. But now the Gemara is saying, no, Mema'enes refers to a Naira. Even a Naira could also refuse her marriage. So maybe we could say that that's what Mirab Meir holds. That uh, over here, the Mema'enes is not talking about a Katana. Frek the Gemara, but that's not true though. Misavallah does Rab Meir hold like Rab Yehuda regarding the Mama Enes, that she could refuse her marriage as a Naira. Vatani, we learned in the Braisa about this. We learned this in the Gemara in Yevamis. That Admasai Habas Mema'enes. Up until po- what point can a, a girl refuse her marriage when she was married off this kind of a marriage? Only Midrabana. So one opinion is Achetovishtesidis. That it's at the age when she has two sidus, those are the two hairs that show that she's already a Gedaila, she's a Naira. Uh, only until that point could she refuse her marriage. But from there forward she can't. That's Rab Meir's opinion. So Rab Meir is clearly saying Mimaenas is a katana. Rabbi Yudaim, Rabbi Yudu says, It's not enough that there are two hairs, but there has to be many hairs that it should, that it should be further along in the age of Anaira, only then, sorry, until that point that is, she can refuse her marriage. Which means that even Anaira could refuse the marriage. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, what we said before, that a Mema'enes has no knas, but we wanted to say, but a katana does, not necessarily is a Mema'enes speaking about a katana. But here we clearly see that Rab Meir disagrees with Rab Yehuda. So according to Rab Meir, the contradiction still remains. From the beginning of the Braise we see that a Katana gets Knas. And from the end of the Braise we see that an Islandess, which is uh, like a Katana, does not get Knas. Ella, so the Gemara now tries, how about the reverse? Should we say, Rab Yehudihi, that this Braise is following Rab Yehuda's opinion? Ubekitana savalok Rab Meir. And regarding a katana, he holds like Rav Meir that there's no knas for a katana. So therefore the diok that there is from the beginning of the Braise, where it says that a mama'enes does not have a knas, so that, what kind of a mama'enes are we talking about? A mama'enes, that's a naira. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, when could she be mama'en? Even as a naira. And therefore Rabbi Yehuda holds, like Rav Meir, that for a katana there is no knas. And maybe Rabbi Yehuda is the tana of our Braise. Says the Gemara, but Rabbi Yehuda does not agree to Rabbi Meir on this point, that there's no knas for a katana. Does Rabbi Yehuda hold like Rabbi Meir regarding this? But we had right in the beginning of this parak, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Zudivrei Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is the one, he's the only Rabbi Meir holds that a katana does not get knas. 
Vimisa, if we have here a Braisa, and this must be Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda agrees to Rabbi Meir as well, so what, what, what should have Rav said? He should have said, Zudivre Rabbi Meir virab He should have said that both Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda agree that there's no knas for a katana. So that's not a good answer either. So therefore the Gemara concludes, Hai Tana Savala Kerab Meir This The Tana of this Braisa is not Rabbi Meir and not Rabbi Yehuda. It's a third opinion. We don't know who this Tana is, but it's a third opinion. And what his opinion is, he holds like Rav Meir regarding one detail, which is that he holds like Rav Meir that a katana does not get knas, like, uh, like you see from the Seifa of the Braise, that's the same reason why an islandist gets no knas, because a katana gets no knas. But then he argues on, on the opinion of Rav Yudah regarding another detail, and he says that when, uh, uh, again, he argues on Rav Meir, that is, regarding another detail, and he says that regarding a Mima Enes, you could be Mimayan in the marriage, not only at the age of a katana, but also at the age of, of a naira. And therefore, from the beginning of the Braise, you don't see that a katana gets knas. So this is a third tana. He agrees to Rav Meir in one opinion, in one detail, and in another detail, he disagrees with him. Rafram Omar, Rafram gives a different answer. Again, going back to the, what the Braise says, that a mima'enes gets no knas. My mima'enes, when it says here that a girl that refused her marriage, she gets no knas, it doesn't mean only this girl that was actually married and refused her marriage. What it means is, any girl that's at that age that she could be married with Rabbanon and refuse her marriage, any such girl gets no knas. So you can't be medayik from here that a, a regular katana would get knas. Mima'enes means any girl of that age that potentially could be mimayin, gets no knas. But if that's the pshat, velisni kitana. So why doesn't it clearly say kitana, that at the age of a kitana you get no knas? Kashi. But that remains a question. Going to the next part of the b'raise, islandess ain't law, loy knas, loy pitui. An islandess, again a woman that can't give birth, she shows no signs of adulthood, so she gets no payment of knas. Veramini, I'll ask you from a different b'raise. It says in another b'raisa, a woman that's a deaf mute or a shaita or an islandess, yeshlen knas. So these women do get knas. And also another detail, a husband that marries them, so this goes back to a big discussion we had earlier in this mesechta, husband marries them and he says, I thought that she's a basula. And then he says, I discovered she's not a basula. So regarding these women, a chadeshes, a shaita, an islandess, so the husband could say, a taina, he can argue and say that she, I, she turns out not to be a psula, so therefore she doesn't deserve her ksuba. Okay, so we have here a contradiction regarding the halacha of knas. Does an islandist get knas or does an islandist not get knas? In our b'raise it says you don't get knas, and here there's another b'raise that says that you do get knas. So the Gemara says, what's the question? According to what we said before, we should know the answer. Fahai mai rumya, what kind of a contradiction is this? We know what the answer is. Harab meir, harab this is the argument of Rav Meir and the Rabbanon whether a katana gets knas. According to Rav Meir, that a katana does not get knas. An islandist does not get knas either. According to the Rabbanon, a, a katana gets knas, so an islandist gets knas as well. So the Gemara says, this is such a simple answer, with the karila my karila. The one that asked the contradiction of these two braises, what was he even thinking? Why did he even bring this up as a question? The answer is so obvious. So the Gemara answers, the truth is he only brought up this other b'raise because of what it says. That b'raise adds details that we did not have in our first b'raise here. It speaks about a chareshes and a shaita, right? A deaf mute and a shaita. And it also, also speaks about the concept of psulim, whether a husband could have a taina that she's not a basula. It's that really, the only reason he brought up that b'raise because he wants to focus on those details. 
And the reason is, because he actually has another b'raise, a third b'raise, which speaks about these details that this b'raise speaks about. And there is a contradiction over here on this. So what's this other b'raise? So there's another b'raise that says, a death mute, or a begeres. Once she's a begeres, usually past the age of 12 and a half, umukas eights, or a woman where there was a piece of wood that uh, there was an accident and therefore she's not a basula anymore. Ainland, taina is basula. So in all these cases, the husband could have no taina about the marriage that the woman that I married is not a basula because they can't expect her necessarily to be a basula in the first place. So right here we have the contradiction, right? The Braise here says regarding a chareshes and a shaita that the husband could have no arguments about, no, no claim about the fact that she's not a basula. In the previous Braise, it said that a chareshes and a shaita, there is tainus psulam. So that's the stira that the Gemara will focus on. The Braise continues and says, Hasuma ve'ailanis, a woman that's blind or an ailanis, yeshlen tainus psulam. The husband could have a taina about the fact that she's not a basula. Sumchis says, Mishum Rabmeir, the name of Rabmeir, Suma ainla tainus psulam. A woman that's blind, the husband could not have any claim about the fact that she's not a basula. And the Gemara will soon explain why not. Well, just because she's blind, how should that affect her status of being a basula or not? Okay, we'll see. But again, for now, the Gemara is focusing on chareshes and shaita. You marry a woman, she's deaf-mute or she's a shaita, which basically means she's a woman that can't speak for herself. If the husband's going to come and argue and say, you're not a basula, could she respond to that? She can't. She's a chareshes or a shaita. She can't argue back. So in one b'raise it says that the husband, we accept the husband's taina that she's not a basula. And another b'raise it says, no, there's no taina, you can't have any tainas about, about this. So the, so the Gemara says that this brings us back to what we learned in the first Perek, a machleikis between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, when there's an argument between the husband and wife, whether she was a basula when he married her or not. So Rav Sheishis says, Loikashia. there's no contradiction between these two b'raises here. Ha Rabbi Gamliel, one b'raise is Rabbi Gamliel, and Vaha Rabbi Yeshua, and another b'raise is Rabbi Yeshua. So what was the argument between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua in the first Patek? According to Rabbi Gamliel, any time there's an argument between husband and wife, whether she was a basula at the time of marriage, we trust her. She says, I got married as a basula, then later something happened, we trust her, whether because she has a cheskes agof, or because she has a migu, whatever the reason is, he says, we, we trust her. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, we don't trust her. If the husband claims that there was no besulim here, she cannot collect the full ksuba as a psula. So now, over here, as Rashi explains, we apply the same achleikis here. This chereshes, or a shaita, cannot speak. So according to Rabbi Gamliel that says that we accept her taina that says that she was a psula, in a case where she can't speak, we're going to argue this for her. We're not going to accept the husband's taina, we're going to argue for her that she, wa- she was a psula when she got married. And that's the b'raise that says that a chareshes and a ktana don't have any tainas psulim. The husband can't taina that she's a psula, she can't speak for herself, but we're going to speak for her. A good b'raise that says that a chareshes and a ktana yeshla tainas psulim, that follows the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. Just like Rabbi Yeshua says that when she herself could argue, Le'mi we don't accept her taina. So too over here, the bezdin, We'll, we'll not taina for her. If the husband says that she was a, a, not a psula, we'll accept the husband's taina. So the same argument of Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua, applies over here in a case where she can't talk for herself. But the Gemara asks, how do you know you compare this? 
When did we hear that Rabbi Gamliel says that we accept her taina, that she was a psula? If she's actually coming and making this claim. So then we have her taina's body, so we accept her taina along with Chazaka, with Amigo, but she's saying this with a certainty. However, if she's not saying this taina, how do we know that Rabbi Gamliel would say as well in such a case that the Bezdim will taina this for her when she's a Chareshah or a Shaita? Answer the Gemara in. Yes, in such a case, the Bezdim will taina this for her. Because Kivin, the Amr of Gamliel Mehemna, since Rabbi Gamliel says that in a case where there's a not, it's not clear if she was a Basula or not when she was married, and she can claim that she was, and we accept her taina, such a kind of scenario, it's like opening up the mouth of someone which is mute, meaning the bezin here has an obligation to taina for her, because it's a situation where there's, there's no clarity of what actually happened, and she can't speak for herself, it's bezin's obligation to taina for her, whatever she could have said herself and be believed, bezin has to taina for her. This is Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. As Taisus points out here, there's a big Chiddush in Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. Because, according to Rashi, it comes out that we allow her to not only when she has herself, a tiny's body, to be believed that she was a psula when she got married, and therefore to be mighty mamain from their husband, the 200 zuz for a but even when she's not speaking at all. And the Bezdin is tining this in her place, psach picha or this is what's known in some other places as taninon, Bezdin tines for her. And Bezdin is saying this without knowing anything. Bezdin is just saying what she could have said. Nevertheless, the taina of Bezdin is strong enough to be mighty mamain, this ksuba. How does Bezdin have such a kayach to do such a thing? This is a very, very powerful thing. So, Taisus over here says that the reason we accept such a kind of taina of Bezdin to be mighty mamain is because the suffix here happened when she was already married, in the rishus of the husband. Well, if the suffix began after she was already married, in the rishus of the husband, over here in such a case, it's going to be uh, uh, the, the husband, and it comes and says, I know for sure that she was uh, not Absula, will not be accepted. Adarabe, just the Bezdin coming and saying, Taninon, even if it's not a Tainus body, even if Taninon is just a Tainus Shem of the Bezdin, nevertheless, because it's a situation where there is a doubt in the status over here of this woman, the Bezdin will be believed to Taina this and be Maitzi Mamin. That's the Pshat that Taisva says according to Rashi. Another pshat here Taisus has in the Gemara, completely different pshat, but this is Rashi's pshat. Going to the next part of the Braise of Begeres, now this is this Braise that we just had right over here, a woman that's a Begeres, she got married after the age of 12 and a half, so there is no taina about the fact that she wasn't a Basula, because at that age, so the Basulim is not as, as strong anymore, and it's possible that... Um, even without her having a relation with anyone else, she's not a basula anymore. So there's no tainus about this. But Rav said, When it comes to a begeres, and what happens is, the first time the husband has a relation with her, there's blood, and therefore Rav says, the first night when there's blood, it doesn't matter. He can continue having a relation with her, even though usually the blood makes the woman tame and he can't have a relation with her because it's blood of dam nido. That's only true by a nido. But dam besulim, which is the first night, that blood, he can continue having a relation with her. So what do we see over here? Even by a begeres, there's blood. And therefore, why can't the husband have a claim regarding her status and say that I had a relation with her, and there was no blood, and therefore she's not a basula. 
So the Gemara answers, it depends, you're right. If we're speaking about a husband that comes along and says, the woman I married, I thought she's a basula, and it turns out that there's no blood. So then you're right, even regarding a begeres, he can argue this. But over here, what are we speaking about? The katan tainas pesach pasuach. If you remember, we learned before, a husband could say something else. He can say that I married this woman, and it turns out that it's open, and I was able to go in without any problem. So in that case, we say that there's a difference between a basula and a begeres. By uh, again, difference between a naira and a begeres. By a naira. If he says that there was a Pesach Pesuach, that's a sign that she's not a Vesula. But by a Begeres, which is older, and therefore, it's, it, the fact that he can easily enter is not a sign that she's not a Vesula. Okay, now going back to another detail that this Braise here said, A woman that's blind, the husband will not be able to claim that she's not a Vesula. Why not? Says the Gemma. In other words, that someone else had a relation with her. My time it is sumchis. What's the reason? Just because she's blind, how does that affect her status as a basula? Amir Abzeide explains, Because if she's blind and she's walking and she, she bangs herself and uh, she falls and therefore it's possible that an accident happened and she lo- loses her basulim without having a relation with anyone else. So the fact that you found no besulim doesn't mean that you had a relation with anyone else. If you're saying this regarding a suma, regarding a woman that's blind, so kulonami, you could say the same regarding any uh, young girls. They walk around, they run around. They also could bang themselves and therefore it's possible they lost their besulim with an accident and the fact that she's not a besulim doesn't mean anything. Says the Gemara, there's a difference. Kulu royais umarais le'iman. Any regular girl, if she actually had an accident and it turns out that she lost her basulim, so she'll bleed and she'll, she'll come and show her mother this. And once she'll show her mother, so then it'll be known. And her, her mother will make it clear before the marriage that she's not a basula. But zu eina rayev eina maralima. However, this girl, even if she loses her basulim, she can't see what happened. And therefore she doesn't show it to her mother. So it's possible that she's not a basula anymore because of an accident and it's not known to her. And therefore it wasn't told to the husband before he got married to her. So therefore he cannot come and argue that she's not a basula because by a suma it's maybe something that she doesn't, she's not aware of an accident that happened. Going back to the previous Braise that we quoted in the beginning. A woman that leaves her marriage because of a shemra, which usually means that after the Edison, after the first stage of married, marriage, she was mezana with someone else. So now, she doesn't get paid any knas. A woman that it's proven that she had a relation with someone else after she was an Ashish ish. Baskilahi. What's the Allah with such a, a woman? She, she's, she has to be stoned to death. She's chayiv misa. She's chayiv skila. If so, the question of the Gemara, there's two pshat and what the Gemara is asking here. Either the Gemara's question is, if she's chayiv skila, obviously she doesn't have to get any knas over here. She's chayiv skila. That's uh, one, one pshat in the Gemara. Another pshat in the Gemara Teisra says is, that if she's a baskila, that means that we verify that she already had a relation with someone else. So she's not a basula. If she's not a basula, there's no knas here. So this is obvious. Why does the Braise have to say this? Amar Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes explains, this is what the Braise meant to say. This doesn't refer to a woman where we verified that she had a relation with someone else after she got married. Rather what this means is, when she was a young girl, there was a bad rumor about her. There was a rumor that she had a relation with someone else. 
Just because of this rumor, so now if someone else had a relation with her, she doesn't get paid no knas. That's what it meant to say. So the Gemara now says, Amaraf Papa. Rav Papa says, I can prove from what this Brisa is saying regarding this payment of knas, another halacha, sort of unrelated. Shmami, no, from here I can prove. Hai reya. When you have a star, you have a document where you want to collect the loan, for example. But it's a star reya, meaning there's a star where there's a bad rumor about the star. There are people that are saying that it's, a, that it's not a, a true star. You can't collect with it. Just like we're saying here regarding this girl. Just because there was a bad rumor about her in her youth. So therefore, later if someone has a relation with her, she can't collect knas. So too, a bad star where there's a bad rumor about it, you can't collect with it. So the Gemara is now is going to question this whole thing. Hey, Chidomi, what are we speaking about over here? If we're speaking about a case that there's a rumor about the star, the Zaifuhu, that the star was forged, and the Chvasa, you're going to say over here as well regarding this girl. In our case, the Zanoi, that there was a rumor about this girl when she was younger, that she was Mizana with someone, and therefore now she gets no Knas. How could you say that just because of this rumor, we don't collect with a star, <coughs> or she gets no knas? Rava said as follows, If there's a rumor in the city that this girl was mezana with somebody, we don't pay attention to such a kind of a rumor. If you're going to start paying attention to rumors, so then it's, 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 there's never an end. So, Ella, what are we speaking about? So we have to change the pshat that we said before. Rather, the case over here is, the Asu Betre, Two Adam come and say, that she came, this woman came to us, approached us, and proposed herself for Znus to have a relation with us. And therefore, once we see that this woman doesn't care who she has a relation with, so now if someone else comes has a relation with her, so, <coughs> so this is not just simply a rumor. These are two Adam that are coming and telling us that she proposed herself for Znus, and therefore, in such a case, she can't collect Knas. So the Chvasa Hacha, similar over here, we're learning from this, the same is true regarding a star, that if a man comes and presents a star, he wants to collect the loan. Now the Asa Beitreva Amri, not two Edom are going to come and say, Lididhu Amri Luhu, Amaluhu, this person approached one of us and said, Zaifuli, forge this document for me, sign this document and forge this document for me. So the very fact that we see that this person was trying to forge a document, even though we have no proof that this document is forged, you can't collect with it anymore. Similar to the story with this girl, once she sees, we see she wanted to be Mizana. But the Gemara asks, it's not exactly the same thing. We can understand by the case of this girl, so it's common that you have people that are parots, and therefore the fact that she tried to be Mizana with these Adim here that tell us about the story, so it's very possible that she was actually Mizana with someone else, even though they rejected her, but it's very possible she was Mizana with someone else, and therefore now if anyone has a relation with her, she gets no knas. Elohacha, but over here with the case of the star, and she, he, he tried to forge his document, imhu hochzak. If we see that this person was trying to forge a document, are we now going to say that the document that this person uh, has over here with, with two signatures on it? He has two proper signatures on this document. Are we going to say that for sure these two signatures are falsified? Are we going to say that the entire Klai Yisrael is now going to be in a status that we are concerned that this is a false signature? Just because 
he, he tried to false the, have a false star with other two Adim that will uh, sign it for him. Now that we see that another two Adim signed it, it doesn't prove anything that, that, that these two Adim that are actually signed are false. And says the Gemara, what we're concerned about is something else. Because we see that this person was trying to forge this document, it's possible that he himself forged it. Not that he found other two Adam to forge it for him. Other two Adam are kosher, but he himself signed and forged, uh, forged the signatures on this star. So therefore we can't accept it anymore. Again? Correct. Yeah, he's trying to get people to sign. But when we see signatures in the star, we're never going to be chayshish that another two yidin forged this signature. We, when we see signatures in the star, we always have to accept that the signatures are, are good. But uh, if the person himself may have forged it, that's what we're concerned about. Because he tried to get some, another two aid him to, to forge it, so we're concerned that he himself forged it. The following are the list of women that if someone had a relation with them, there is no knas. If you had a relation with a giyeris, or a woman that was captured, or a woman that was a shifcha, were released, or became a ger, or became freed, above the age of three years old. If it's above the age of three, so then we assume someone had a relation with these women in that situation, whether she was a guy or she was captured, or she was a shifcha, and therefore she's not a basula anymore. Higher, higher than the age of three years old, the basulim does not return. Rabbi Yudayim, Rabbi Yudayim disagrees regarding the shvuya. Shvuya shenifteh, the woman that was captured and she was released, she still retains her kedusha, which means that we do not have any concern that someone had a relation with her, and therefore she would still get knas, and she can still marry a kayin, and so on. Even if she was captured as a gedayla. Now, not other cases where you get no knas, habal, bitoy, person that had a relation with his daughter, al-bas bitoy, his granddaughter, al-bas benoy, his son's daughter, al-bas ishtoy, his wife's daughter, al-bas beno, on, uh, a, a, a daughter of her son, al-bas bita, a daughter of her daughter, ein lam knas. In all of these cases, there is no knas, mipnei, shemizchayev benafshoy, because there's a chiv misa. When there's a chiv misa, there is no knas. Shemizasam bidei bezdin, there's a chiv misa in the bezdin. Now here, here's the source of the content of Komli with the Rabbinah and the source of the Pasik. Anytime there's a Chiyiv Misa, ain Mishalem Momin. There is no payment at the same time. Shanema, as the Pasik says, If there's no tragedy and you're not Chiyiv Misa, then Onish Yonish. Then you have to pay. But if there is a Chiyiv Misa, then you don't have to pay. Amar Rabbi Yechanan, so Rabbi Yechanan here explains what Rabbi Yehuda said in the mission. Rabbi Yehuda v'Rabdoise, so he says both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabdoise Omru Davar Echad. They both say the same point. And what is that? Rabbi Yehuda Hada Maram. Rabbi Yehuda, like we just said in the Mishnah, that even a woman that's captured would not concern that anyone had a relation with her, and therefore she still has her status of kedusha. And Rabdai and Rabdoise is the Tanya we learned in the Brayse. Shvuya Echeles Petrume Divrei Rabdoise. Abdaisa says, a woman that was captured, she can still go ahead and eat truma. We're not concerned that she, someone was boiler and therefore she becomes possible to marry a kayan. She becomes possible to eat truma. Abdaisa says, even after she was captured, she could still eat truma. 
Amr Abdais explains, What did this Arab do to her? In other words, uh, and we're assuming that an Arab is the one that uh, captured her. What did he do to her? We're not concerned that he was Baylor. Just because he played around with her, does that mean that he was Baylor and she should become Pasal from Kohuna? So therefore, we're not concerned about this. So therefore, Rabbi Yechanan is saying that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi have the same opinion. That we're not concerned about Ashwiya at all. Amarabe, but Rabbi says, how do you know that they're both the same opinion? Maybe it's not the same. And he explains the distinction between what they're saying in two different ways. Either I could tell you, the reason why Rabbi Yehuda over here says that this Shvuya still gets Knas, the reason is, it's because we don't want this sinner that had a relation with her to gain, that he doesn't have to pay knas, which means maybe Rabbi Yehuda is having a suffolk about this, so that when she was a shvuya, it's not clear whether someone already had a relation with her or not, is she still a psula, is she not, but because it's a suffolk, we don't want to pater this person of knas that had a relation with her, why should he gain in the case of a suffolk? Ah, valhasam. But when it comes to a question of whether this woman that was captured, could he truma or not? Maybe there he would agree to the Rabbanon that argue on Rabdaisa and say that we have to be stringent and we can't allow her to eat truma. Hinami, or if you want, I could explain the difference between what Rabbi Yehuda said regarding knas and what Rabdaisa said regarding truma in the reverse. When Abdaisa said that this woman could still eat he only meant again because it's what Abdaisa was saying is because it's only a suffix whether someone had a relation with her when she was captured or not so for we're going to be lenient which is a payment maybe here he agrees to the Rabbanon that because it's a suffix so therefore we can't obligate this man to pay the knas so therefore you can't compare these two cases. So Rabbe is basically saying that according to Rabbi Yehuda, this whole thing is still a suffix. And therefore the only reason why you still have to pay the knas is because we don't want the sinner to gain. Whereas Rabbi Yechanan held no, Rabbi Yehuda is saying that even a woman that's captured, we, we, do not, we assume that no one had a relation with her and therefore she's still in her Kedusha. So Abai asks, Rabbi, the time of the Rabbi Yehuda, is the reason of Rabbi Yehuda only because we don't want the sinner, the one that had a relation with her, to gain? But for Tanya, we learned in Abraisa clearly that Rabbi Yehuda said as follows, Rabbi Yehuda, a woman that was captured, she retains her Kedusha, and and even if she's 10 years old in this, at, this, at this time, meaning that her besulim does not come back, when she gets married, she still gets a regular ksuba of 200 zoz like a besula. And so here he's telling you clearly that this halacha, that she's still a besula, applies to a ksuba. Now, regarding this halacha of a ksuba, you can't apply this svara that a sinner shouldn't gain. He's, he's saying this not only regarding a knas, but he's saying this regarding a ksuba as well. So if Rabbi Yudu was not sure that she's still a, a besula, why would he say that she gets the, the, the ksuba of 200 zuz? Says the Gemara, there there's a different svara. Even if Rabbi Yudu has a doubt about this, but there's a different svara why we want her to get her ksuba, the full ksuba. Hasam Nami, the reason there is, Dilma Mimni Veloy Nasfila. Rabbana Wamasakin, that she can get a full ksuba, even though we're not sure if she's a basula or not, because if we're going to take away her full ksuba, people are going to hold themselves back from getting married to her. They'll say, look, she doesn't get her full ksuba, that's a sign that she's a basula. 
Now the Gemara asks, and this is a question according to what Rabbi Yechanan said before. Rabbi Yechanan said that she still has her full Kedusha. Does Rabbi Yehuda hold that she has her full Kedusha? But Vatanya, we learned in Abraisa, a person that redeems a woman that was captured. He's allowed to go and marry her. If he testifies for her that she had no relation with anybody when she was captured, you should not marry her. That's uh, what the Tanakhame says, and the Gemara is going to explain the difference in a moment. Rabbi Yehuda says, Either way, since she was captured, you may not marry her. And this is, of course, speaking about a Kayan, a Kayan that wants to marry this Shvuya, so he's not allowed to marry her once she was captured. So before the Gemara focuses on the uh, contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, the Gemara explains what the Tanakhama said. The words of the Tanakhama seem to contradict themselves. First you say, If you redeem a woman that was captured, you're allowed to marry her. And then the Braise says, If you testify for her that she had no relation with anybody, you should not marry her. So the question is, why does this, why is this any worse? Because you're now testifying for her that she had no relation with anyone else, therefore you should not marry her. Why should you not marry her? Answers the Gemara, what the Tanakhama said is not a question. We could explain it as follows. This is what he was saying. If you redeem this woman that was captured and you're testifying for her that she's clean, no one had a relation with her, then you can go ahead and marry her. The Gemara will soon explain. The reason is, you're not just testifying for her. You're spending money. A person would not pay money to redeem her unless he was 100% sure that she's still a basula and he wants to marry her. <coughs> But Meidba, if you're just testifying for her that she's clean, but you did not spend any money for this, so Kedi, that alone, lo yisena. Now you can't marry her because here we're afraid you're lying because you're not ready to spend any money for this. If you're not ready to lose any money for this, so maybe you just want to marry her. So therefore you're testifying so for her. That's the opinion of the Tanakhama. I'm not coming back to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. We have a contradiction here in what Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is. In our mission it said that Rabbi Yehuda says even after you're captured, you're still pure. Over here Rabbi Yehuda clearly says that you can't marry her after she's captured. Rav Papa says, says, you're right, you're going to have to switch Rabbi Yehuda's words here. You have to read the Braise. Rabbi Yehuda said, either way, you are allowed to marry her. Like Rabbi Yehuda said in our Mishnah. You can read the Braise as it says, but the reason why Rabbi Yehuda says don't marry her is because Rabbi Yehuda is saying, he's answering Rabbanon in their opinion. And he's saying as follows, My opinion is, A woman that was captured, either way you can go and marry her after she's released. Because Rabbi Yehuda says that she still has her Kedusha. What I'm saying is according to your opinion. What difference does it make if he's testifying for her or he also redeemed her, he paid for her? What difference does it make? Either way, if you're concerned that she had a relation with somebody, you should not, not be allowed to marry her. The Rabbanon, how did the Rabbanon respond to this? And here the Gemara explains the Swara that I said before. If you redeemed her, you paid, and you're testifying for her, Yisana, then you could marry her. Because person does not throw out money for anything. If he's paying for her release, that means that he's sure that she's still a basula. But but if you're just testifying for her and you're not paying for this, 
Then we, then we don't trust your, your testimony. You can't marry her. Because we're concerned that maybe you placed your eyes on her, you're interested in marrying her, so therefore you're testifying that she's pure, but really you're not, you, don't, you have no, no idea about this. That's, so that's the shot in the opinion of the Tanakhana.